Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Welcome, dreamers, to Katie Keencast. If you're dreaming with us, then you're riding with us. I'm Alex. I'm Justin, living that colander dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Katie Keen Chapter 8. It's all right, Ma. I'm only bleeding. Don't worry yeah. about it. This is the Jeez. latest episode of Katie Keen. Uh, big stuff happening on this episode. Exciting stuff happening on this episode. And birthday parties happening on this episode. So yeah. lots and lots to talk about. Uh, let's. Uh, should we do a little bit of a recap before we get into it? What do, what do you fellas think? I think it's a good idea, especially since the events of last episode led very directly into mm-hmm. the beginning of this episode. Well, let's sure start did. with that. Uh, Jorge, as Ginger Lopez, was coming out of a uh, triumphant drag performance of Kiss of a Spider-Woman with his, her girlfriend, uh, Bernardo. Does he have a last name? Bernie? Uh, Bernie. Bernie, Bernie the Fireman. La- I think his last Bernie. name is The Fireman. Oh, okay. I thought it was Bro, but I wasn't totally sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> but Bernie uh, Bro? Possible. Yeah, Bernie Bro. Uh, but so Bernie Bro and Jorge uh, were kissing on the street. Some thugs approached them and beat them up. Now, this is tying into Ooh. an overall arc with Jorge, where Jorge's mom knows that he is performing drag as Ginger Lopez. His dad kind of does and is not quite into it, as he found out the last episode. Doesn't quite understand it. It took a while for his dad to be accepting of his homosexuality, and this, at least in Jorge's concern, seems to be a step too far. So that is what we're dealing with pretty heavily with him this episode. He also previously was dating a stockbroker type guy named Buzz Brown. Uh, Jorge, Buzz. very into dudes that have names starting with B's. He's a so, lawyer. Buzz Brown is uh, Buzz Brown oh, um, Esquire. Oh, okay. You know what? I was mistaking him for some other TV show where there was a similar arc, and I don't remember what it is. Well, uh. but... You, you mistaken somebody named Buzz Brown for another character? <laughs> yeah. No, there was some other TV show uh, where there was a, a dude hooking up with a stockbroker, wanted to go out together, uh, but the stockbroker didn't want to go out with him. I don't remember uh, what it was. You watch really too much TV. It. Yeah, I do watch True. too much TV. Uh, all that's all we have anymore. It was Battlestar Galactica. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, all right. A couple of other things to talk about, uh, or rather other people. There's Josie McCoy. Josie McCoy has been recording her album, her EP, uh, with a guy named Alex Cabot, who is her boyfriend slash manager. Alex Cabot, back in the day, dated a woman named Zandra Cabot. At least that probably wasn't one of their names before that. Uh, but Zandra is now his <laughs> stepsister and very, I don't know. I mean, great. No, you're 100% that right. He's yeah. dating his uh, stepsister. It's super weird. Uh, well, he was, yeah, he dated her. Then their parents got married. Uh, she still holds a little bit of a torch for him, but has been intimating that she may be dating Katie Keene's ex-boyfriend, K.O. Kelly, a boxer, which we get a lot more into this episode, which is pretty 
pretty exciting. Uh, and what else is with Josie? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. She sings some stuff. She's working at a place called Chubby's. She used to live in a town called Riverdale. Riverdale, yeah. And there's one other yeah, thing that yeah. we'll get to it a little bit, but let's hold off on mentioning it. Uh, let's move on to Pepper. Pepper is a scammer. She is a con artist. She learned from the best of the best, who's Miss Frisia. Wow, you guys. We're, we're recording here on video on Crowdcast and YouTube. I hesitated. I was going to wear my farm shirt. Uh, we would have been uh, <laughs> twinners. Justin, you're wearing your uh, Betty your classic love triangle shirt. Pete, yeah. what shirt are you wearing? What's going on? I'm just wearing a uh, Rambo rabbit. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were wearing an Archie comic shirt. As when well. you held it up, it felt like it was relevant, but I, you were just showing it off in general. Yeah. Well, I don't you remember know, sometimes which at the podcast beginning. we used to- Oh, I was just going to say, I don't know which podcast we established this on, but my dresser is right here. So I, yes. can, I could find the farm yeah, You got shirt. direct sock access. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can have all the is. socks. I don't know where it is. I don't know where my farm shirt is. I'm sorry, guys. See, as, so, as we so, go on in this time where we're not allowed to really see each other and other yeah. people, we're, we're slowly being like, look, clothes. Look <laughs> this. <laughs> this is my personality. Now. This, <laughs> this is, is my what personality. I, do. I put on a shirt for this. Hey, so that's I'm how actually wearing pants this time. I'm feeling like I dressed up for this. Oh, nice. nice. Well, do you know who wears the pants on Katie Keene is uh, Pepper Smith. And she is, as mentioned, she's a scammer. She uh, is building a multi-use art space called the Pepper Plant, along with her scammer and training, Dee Dee. And she learned for the best of the best, who is Mrs. Freesia, played by Bernadette, Bernadette. Peters herself. Bernadette. Very yeah. exciting. No. Wait, no. Uh, Wait. Did you, when yes, you guys Pete. heard her name on the show, did anybody else, like, freak out? Like, I was like... Did they just say Frieza from Dragon Ball Z? Uh, I had a little moment there. I just was wondering if I was the only one. Hmm. Uh, you can tell by my stunned, confused expression that, yes, of course, that's exactly what I thought, Pete. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. Ballsy. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> still, I, I, don't, I, don't, I hope this doesn't come off as an insult. That's still the best joke you've ever made, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. It is both an insult and a compliment that I'll take heartily. Yes. Uh, so that's what's going on with Pepper. Again, there's one more detail that we're going to hold until the end of the episode when it comes up. Uh, hold because it. it's kind of important. Hold it. Uh, but uh, let's move on to Katie Keene. As mentioned, Katie Keene was dating K.O. Kelly. K.O. Kelly is now, well, I think we can jump ahead and say this, now officially dating Zandra Cabot. Uh, she was working as her bodyguard. As we know from the movie The Bodyguard, there is yeah. no way of keeping yep. that stuff above the level. Every bodyguard yeah. dates their person, the body that they're guarding. It's 100%. All it's the like, Secret Service all members works. always date the presidents. It's just mm-hmm. the way yep. it is. Exactly. Um, exactly. Just ask you got to know the body you're guarding. It's just, you know. Yeah. That's just how I it can't guard the body unless you know I the body. You got to know every inch. You got to know every inch of it. From the socks to the top hat. That's what yep. I always Whoa. say. That's what you always say, because that's what you think <laughs> human bodies are. That's as nude as you get is socks and a top hat. Socks and a top hat. No, That's keep... Alex. <laughs> so no, no, no. keep the top uh, hat. What we're on. talking about Katie. Uh Katie also has had a number of other romantic flirtations. We don't uh, totally deal with it this episode, but she ended up sleeping with a prince named Errol Swoon, who is engaged to be married. Uh she got a bit embroiled in that. Uh she has also uh, uh cooked up a flirtation, I think, with Satan. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guy yeah. LaMontagna. Uh, Guy mm-hmm. LaMontagna is a famous fashion Guy. designer who... 
guy. He has a uh, installation on Lacey's on the eighth floor of Lacey's, I think, where which yep, is yep. Where he's got King the whole works. floor. Yeah, yeah, got a got a whole floor going on there, and uh, he recently kind of promised Katie an apprenticeship, which she was very excited about because she is an aspiring fashion designer. So yes. those are probably the big things that you she's need gonna, to know. She's going to take on another job. Well, I think it's all kind of part of the same do- job, right? It's all working at Lacey's. If they have a it's, f- real free flowing uh, policy when it comes to what department you work at on Lacey's, yeah, yeah, apparently which is pretty crazy. Because well, yeah, as long as you to Macy's, it's like that. You can't get somebody to like get you a wallet or a watch or whatever. <laughs> wow. Like, come on, serve me here. Come on, where is wow. everybody? What is this? A pandemic lockdown? <laughs> I had to break the door to get in here. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. I'm stealing Did you stuff here. Break into Macy's today. I'm looting Macy's here. <laughs> yeah. Oh Alex is looting the high end department stores first, <laughs> then working his way down to regular businesses. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. Smart. Fifth Avenue is my playground right now. Yeah. One man loot train. Alex always <laughs> said he could um, shoot a store on uh, Fifth Avenue and no one would blink an eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, let's. Get into it. Not speaking of which at all. Let's get into it. Let's get into the episode. Justin, you want to walk us through this one, or you need some more wine chill out? Yeah, you would need a wine break, or are you all right? No, get me in. (laughs) This is my job now, and I'm going to punch in right now and really work my ass off for the next 40 minutes. Uh, Excellent. And then you're done. And then I'm done. Then I'm clocking out for the week. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) If this podcast goes an hour, the last 10 minutes are going to be utter shit. I, uh, I hate to break it to you. Ten. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but uh, we have another show tomorrow, so you can't just punch out for the week. No, but I really take a back seat and just sort of float for the. <laughs> oh, okay. That's true. We when we established we uh, if you're listening, if you don't listen to our other shows, we do a live show called Comic Book Club. Uh, Justin's job has always been the floater. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and again, it was always a compliment and never an insult. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into the episode. <laughs> we pick up right where we left off, um, where uh, Jorge and Bernie were on the street and they got beat up. And we come in on uh, Jorge's family, um, all rallying around them. They've uh, the guys. The fight went. We didn't. We don't see the fight, which I thought mm-hmm. was sort of nice. Yes, I'm glad we didn't see the fight. I would have liked to see a little more of what was going on with Bernardo. I feel like we only really touched on him this episode, and I thought all the stuff with Jorge was great. I love the emotional arc of Jorge. I understand that this is like a fairy tale of New York, so we're not going to go super hard and deep on this sort of thing. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like, what did that do to him? You know, we hear that in the fight, he got knocked down and then got back up again. He had oh, a whiskey boy. drink. Mm-hmm. He had a lager drink. He had a cider drink. <laughs> yeah. He sang a song that reminded him of the good times that he sang a song that reminded him of the bad. Oh, Stop. I was done. That was literally the last thing that I was going to say. Huge missed opportunity Li- for a musical number. A chumbawamba drop in. Uh. Nobody oh wants gosh, a yes. Jumbo Wumbo musical. But seriously, I did want to know a little bit more of what was going on with Bernardo. Yeah, okay. I mean, he seemed sort of unfazed by the whole thing. Um, he was just like, yeah, those assholes did that. Um, let's go get them kind of a thing. Yes. Uh, Pete, uh, were you excited about Jorge's brother? Oh, you mean uh, from what you call it, from Lucifer? No, what? Wait, Wait one of his brothers of the ass- was from Lucifer? 
Yeah, the actor who was in uh, the Lucifer TV show that I love. I know you love the TV show Lucifer, but maybe oh. we're thinking of different people. Uh, this is, I wrote this down, and actually one of the comments over on YouTube, Aris910 says, I know Pete and I were happy to see Prometheus from Arrow. Yeah, from Arrow, yeah. Wait, but he, you know him from... <laughs> he, all, he was also in Arrow where, he, yeah, he played a fucking douchey, like, a uh, villain who blows up the island, and, yeah, it was just a bunch of people almost died. It was... I just... Uh, the island? Yeah, the island that Arrow was trapped on for all those times, yeah, and then no, had no, to keep do that. going back to... He was Adrian to... Chase on Arrow. I wrote this down just to be sure, but, like, it's John yes. Segarra. He played Mateo Lopez... He was Adrian Chase, a.k.a. Prometheus on Arrow. It's just weird yeah. that you constantly want us to talk about Arrow all the time. And this time you're like, yeah, the actor from Lucifer. Well, maybe if I throw you a curveball, we'll t- accidentally talk about Lucifer or Arrow for a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, Instead I see. of playing uh, into your trap, this maybe is I try to argument. talk about how he played this Detective is. Douche on Lucifer, which is also a great show. That you, we what, was that his actual about. character name, Detective Douche? Well, that's what Lucifer called him. Oh, that's great. Very cool. I got to check that out on Netflix. Great curveball, guys. Uh, That's what we call arguments in our household. Uh, (laughs) Uh, According to the comments over here, Pete won that one. That's great. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) I'll tell you what, as an outside observer, it was real wobbly. I I honestly think no one won. Uh, (laughs) Do you know know who I think most lost is the listeners to our podcast? Uh, That's 100% correct. Yeah, that is. Ding, ding, ding. Um. Well, I will say, though, uh, the reason that it, it jumped out to me is, like, he has done much more of the guest turns on a lot of shows. So it feels like he's a character that's probably going to come back. We're probably going to see more of Mateo. Yes, I agree. And uh, Mateo was the one who's the uh, police officer. Yes. yes. And because yeah. we see him at the end of the episode hanging out yeah, with the parade. Uh, Bernie at the protest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems like he's having fun. Yeah, he's just having a good time. Different having from a good how time. he was on Arrow and Lucifer, you say, Pete? Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, you know, that cops sounds like love fun. a good protest. They have so much fun at them. That's definitely, especially NYPD um, officers are known for their love of protests. Also, uh, it's nice to see firefighters and uh, cops getting along so well in this episode. Famously, that famously rivals, yeah. yeah. Uh, New York's boldest and New York's finest. Ooh. Uh, so uh, let's uh, keep going to the episode. Ko is um, at the um, at Jorge's house, uh, rallying with the family. He um, is family, as a lot of he people is family. Keep pointing out. And what we get at the top of this episode is Katie talking a lot about how much of a family um, she is with Jorge, but also Ko because they've known each other since they were teenagers. Um, and in the midst of Jorge being like her and sort of like reeling from this, he's still helping Katie. Like, hey, go talk to Ko and work out this relationship thing. Yeah, because um, no one really says it, but it does feel like all of the um, the the core group of friends, Katie's friends, want her to be with Ko. That's right. Because that's all like Ko. De- he's great. He's a decent are- dude who cares about yeah. Katie. So yeah, I, yeah, I think no. so. I think they know, like viewers of the show, that they're going to work it out eventually. You know, Katie's going to go through all of these boyfriends. Ko's going to date Zandra. Then they're going to grow up and they're going to figure it out. Alex, you don't know that because um, Ko's moved on pretty staunchly, and he's now famous for being in his underwear. So yeah. it's going to be hard he's to come back. He's underwear, being his underwear and he's being basically Mark the Wahlberg. He's yes. Mark Wahlberg. He's yeah. the next. He's got a leader burger of the chain. He started in one Transformers movie. 
Exactly, and he might have been able to stop nine eleven, according to what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what Ko is going to do too. That's Ko's arc as well. Oh my God. That would Dude, be great. I can't believe next episode, he goes him. back in time, and he's like, "I got some ideas." <laughs> oh my God! Uh, just to, I can't, yeah. Uh, well, I can't believe you just casually dropped that. <laughs> you just that Mark Wahlberg <laughs> casually dropped that. I'm repeating something that he said. Okay, right. All right. Yeah, and I'm riffing off of it, which is also okay. Yeah. No, I don't know if that's you, all right. You can't spell KO without OK. Uh, <laughs> so Katie and um, KO are, Katie goes to KO and is like, hey, let's at least be friends. They're going to yeah, have let's lunch. have lunch. Let's have lunch. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. And I thought and this, that was very cool because this is the first time in the history of television or movies somebody has explored the question of whether men and women could be friends. And I would love to find out the answer. Yeah, uh, and I'll tell you what. Th- this was the first seed drop that, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to. Uh, Katie is wants to get back together here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, which, which and this- throughout this episode, Katie keeps slipping how hot Ko yeah. is and how much she uh, misses and wants him and is attracted to him. It's like she's never seen him with his clothes off. And that's yeah. what the episode is. The well, this is, we were talking about the uh, rebound hookup that she had with Prince Errol Swoon. And we were yeah, fighting about that quite no a bit. On, well, but we were fighting on that quite a bit. And I think the uh, part of the argument was the reason you have the rebound is so you can move on emotionally in your life. And I yes. do think that's kind of what she did was she moved on to a different level of being attracted to and interested in KO. Like, granted, it's rebounding to the same guy, but at the same time, like, she needed that thing in the middle to get over her heartache to be into, like, oh, okay, maybe I'm going to appreciate this guy on a more adult level and a rest, less of a fairy tale level. Right. And then I think she that's saw fair. him in his underwear and it all went to shit. But I would yeah. argue that the prince wasn't much of a rebound because it was just super stressful for her in every way. Yeah. Like, it wasn't sure. even. Uh, it wasn't even a thing where she was like, ah, I can finally get away from my relationship because she was wound up the entire time. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Prince thing cost her her job, and that's why she needed this mentorship. No, it um, didn't cost her her job. In uh, fact, she's pretty sure. Got her, like, pretty basically sure. a promotion. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah, she's work- she works on every different floor in, in Lacey's. <laughs> yeah. She has how many floors do you think they have? Probably eight total, so she has eight jobs? Exactly. Yeah. She's yeah. a killer barista. Um, so, uh, and then, so sort of capping this scene at Jorge's place is um, he comes clean with his dad about um, about Ginger, and Dad is uh, not happy. It goes not about cool. as poorly it goes about as poorly as it possibly could for for the whole situation, which then runs through the whole episode as Jorge denies it, but he is he refuses to dress up as Ginger um, for most of this episode. Yeah, right. And uh, agree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it keeps okay. coming up throughout the episode where it's kind of like, "Hey, what about your one man show? What about this? And what about that?" And uh, yeah, it kind of uh, it, it comes to a big head at the end there, and uh, we kind of he stands proud and tall. So it was pretty. That was pretty powerful and amazing. But along the way, it was pretty painful. Yeah, uh, the, I just remember the thing with the stockbroker was from High Fidelity, the Hulu series. There was an episode there, uh, which is excellent, by the way, and you should check it out. But I think it was also a lawyer. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> is that why you've been mentally checked out for the last ten minutes? You've just been thinking uh, about different shows. Yeah, uh, Alex, no, you're no, so no. checked out. You're so checked out. You let Pete almost win an argument with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it That's... is it, honestly, like totally honestly, it's one of those things where I started thinking about it, and it was the seeds from High Fidelity were scratching at my brain and trying to get through, yeah. and I was just trying to put oh. together the pieces. Until it just happened. Now I'm fully here, very excited until the last ten minutes of the podcast. At which point, it's all going to go to shit. Yeah, yeah. It's great that all of our lives now are just spinning around with different TV shows in our head. Of us like, <laughs> wait, what's that from? Is that Westworld or is that from? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Tiger then uh, let's move. D- definitely Tiger King. Easy to yeah. mix up Westworld and Tiger King. Oh, a lot man, of robots. A so lot of robots in both shows. <laughs> yeah. The tigers are robots and the humans are real. Yeah, they Spoiler. did have the Raj last season on Westworld, so it's it's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Josie. Um, so she... Uh, or as I like to call her, Josie Exotic. Are we still doing that? Or? Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's good. Okay. That's good. A lot of connections She's between those two cats. characters. <laughs> uh, Josie and the Pussycats. You're right, Pete. Pete wins again. That's two points for Pete. Alex, negative two. Oh, Losing man. points. That's great. <laughs> I really wish we hadn't decided to assign points in this podcast, but I'll roll with it. Uh, well, that's um, the way life is now. How else do we keep score societally um, if not for randomly assigned points from a psychopath like me? Yeah. Uh, so I find Josie to be very demanding of Alex. Alex is trying hard. And in this episode, she's like, hey, where's my e- – how come I'm not famous yet? Is like whoa, her whoa, sort of – Whoa, 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 mm-hmm. Demanding? This dude has been like he's, – he's all over the place. He's drunk, and then he's like, oh, I got you this show, but now it's not a show. And then he's, like, going behind her back and deleting videos that she is in and then giving him the whole, like, I'll make you a star. It's okay if I don't let you do the things that you want to do because I'm controlling you because I'm going to make you a star. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I do think it feels sort of like both things are going on, that you have – Alex is not doing a great job of being honest to Josie at any point for various reasons. Uh, But also, Josie is doing the thing. I mean, certainly I did this in my 20s, and I'm sure you guys did as well. We're like, you just do a bunch of random shit. And some of the stuff is like the wrong thing to do for your career at certain points. And you don't realize at the time. What? When you tried to do Wait, improv, did you say you what I tried to do improv, Pete? Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. That, yeah. This is going to get nasty. <laughs> this is, <laughs> Jesus. Pete's been cooped up all day like one of those tigers on Joe Exotic Zoo. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm like that uh, uh, chimpanzee bit that like almost makes you cry on the episode. Tell you what, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm free to make jokes anyway. Uh, so, my, what are you doing right now, Pete? Watch the what show are, and you'll get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But this is an audio podcast still, even though we're doing a video. People Tell on you YouTube what, get me. That was a great <laughs> that was a great chimpanzee impression you just did. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I always I thought you were gonna throw your uh, excrement at me. It's still my You know what? I hate to say it, but that made me completely lose my train of thought. So another point to Pete. <laughs> wow. Point to Pete, negative points are out. Killing it. Killing three to off. negative three. No, uh, you were talking about how you were a sloppy bitch when you first got to the city and you didn't know what to do. So you were <laughs> yeah, what I mean is, okay, so the thing that, like, I think we can get into it is that Alex isn't pushing her career far enough. She ends up 
uh, not hooking up, but hooking up with Raj, the director who uh, has been working with Pepper and kind of actually hooking up with Pepper uh, and makes a music video with her. And I feel like that's exactly the sort of thing that I do all the time. Like, oh, yeah, we got to do this thing. This is going to be so huge. This is going to be so big. Uh, And then you do it. And either it flops or people are like, I don't know, that's not good. But you make those mistakes. I mean, there's a very obvious point, but like you make those mistakes, you learn, oh, I shouldn't have done it that way. I should have done it this way or I should have put forward. Uh, And I think the thing that's actually hampering Josie at this point is Alex's general mismanagement of her. He doesn't he's not completely wrong, but the way he's going about it does feel wrong. Also, he's he doesn't trust her. Because of mm-hmm. this contract, and because of this contract, he took away the Apollo gig, and like I, I didn't like this part at all. He's like, "Oh well, you have a contract with my dad. Uh, she's doing that for you, jackass. She doesn't need to be here and put up with your family bullshit. She's doing that because she likes you." And then, like, he's like, yeah, well, I don't know, so I took away the Apollo gig, and yeah, like, I, I do you. Do you think she should have instead gone for the standard rich and famous contract? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I just think uh, on the other side of it, I feel like she he walks in the store and she's like, how come I'm not famous yet? And I think that's just like, it's not easy to just w- be famous. Yeah. Does that feel like, I? I mean, I'm not involved in the music world, but that kind of does feel like. A, a very L.A. way of doing things and B, a very music world way of doing things where you no, where you basically like you sell yourself by pumping yourself up as much as possible that you're like, I'm the best. I'm going to be famous. You got to get on board right now. And then people are like, oh, this person's the best. They're going to be famous. I got to get on board right now. But that's a strategy. And I I don't know necessarily that's what Josie is doing. But I do think, again, that's a thing that people do. I do think that's something people do just in general in their lives. But it's weird to do it in a one-on-one relationship with your boyfriend slash manager. Yeah. You don't need to pump yourself up in front of him. You don't do that with your significant other? (laughs) I'm a big deal. Every morning when they wake up, you just get up at their face. and You're like, I'm the best. (laughs) I'm a big deal. (laughs) I just think it's weird the way he's acting towards her and then the fact that, like, He's like, oh, yeah, like this is a normal thing. Well, like you have a contract with my dad about our specific relationship. So I'm going to offer you gigs and then take them away just because of how I feel. It doesn't feel professional. And she should have had a show yet if he is going to be a manager of some kind to like try to get her music out there. So far, he's done absolutely nothing except make out with her a bunch. Yeah. Well, that's something. It's something. Okay. That's uh, that's the, what I do the rest of the week. It's my punch in, punch out job. Is just making out. <laughs> make um, should we follow Josie's track a little bit here? Hers is sort yeah, of sure. uh, pretty simple. Sure. Um, she we get to see a little bit of her black and white music video. What did you guys think? Very cool. Yeah, uh, was it? I kept going back and forth. Like I wanted to see the full video, and I was very excited to see the full video. I was hoping they were going to post it online. Clearly, they did actually make one, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, uh, Josie, of course. Amazing. I mean, Ashley Murray is just, her voice is phenomenal. The video was very like exactly what you'd expect from Raj, the Tish student who films the Rodfather part two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where he's like, we're going to make it black and white and you're just going to be on a bridge. There's going to be a yeah, bridge. Yeah, black and white. Raw, which and then we get to see it up, uploaded to the internet, which is yes. a very cool choice. That's a great, yeah. I mean, that's honestly what we should do with this podcast. 
Oh, yeah, we should stop doing it just to our walls. Yeah, it's <laughs> about time so? we pressed record on these mics and uploaded it to the <laughs> Who internet. would listen, though, guys? Mm, that's, that's not something. how it works. You don't press record on the mics. But we'll talk about that stuff later. <laughs> I will say... Uh, I've been pressing record on this mic the whole time. That did remind me, though, of one of my favorite uh, New York overheard conversations. And I'm forgetting exactly what happened. Uh, but it was... Not at the dawn of YouTube, I would say. It was like easily mm-hmm. like five, at least 10 years into YouTube has been around. And the reason I say that is because I was da- sitting down uh, off Union Square. I was outside um, at a table having lunch, just very leisurely lunch. And these two Hello. women sat go. down. Here we go, another big brag. One Union of them, Square. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want to brag. I had lunch once. Wow. Uh, you were one of those chess guys at Union Square, right? <laughs> wow, so just pigeon shit all over me and everything. It's great. Oh. Uh, no, so there were two ladies who sat down and they were like, so, all right, I have this idea to make a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. First great. step. Hold on, hold on, let me write this down. Yeah, <laughs> first step, how do you get a video on YouTube? And the other lady was like, oh, that's a really good question. Well, I was doing some reading about it, and the conversation went on for like half an hour where they're just figuring out how to put together a YouTube video to the point where the person that I was having lunch with and I, we were sitting there, and we were like, this is the only thing we're listening to. We can't listen to anything else. And I don't know if they ever figured it out, uh, but those ladies uh, turned out to be named Smosh. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't wow. get that reference, but I'm sure wow, it's I was wondering cool. if it would pay off yeah. at the end. How well, did I really did it? I panicked at the end. I realized I needed to make a reference and I couldn't think of anything. And that lady was named Lily Singh. <laughs> there you go. Is now that better? That's, that makes sense. All right. I'll delete yeah, yeah. the previous reference and just, yeah, yeah. just slotted it. <laughs> but um, how did you sit there and, and not that be lady like, was oh. named Baby Shark? <laughs> <laughs> See? Now that's famous right there. Yeah. Wow. There we go. They worked uh, on it for 10 years. Wasn't it driving you crazy? They hear them talk like, I'm surprised you didn't like run over that. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you? I'm pretty sure I was with uh, the woman who is now currently my wife. And she currently. I kept being currently. <laughs> yeah, how many wives? <laughs> we'll okay. We have lots of adults in this situation. <laughs> Quarantine not going so hot over at the Zalvin house. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't want to point any fingers, but somebody keeps waking up, pointing at her face and saying, I'm amazing every morning. <laughs> wow. Just pissing yeah. her off. Uh, but I do remember from that conversation being like, I should just, I got to go over and tell them. I got to tell them how to just like upload it. Please just let let me stand up. Um, and she kept stopping me, but rightly so. That's she's a good that, woman. That, you proposed right a, there. Yeah, you should have taken the knee. <laughs> I right did. There. I got down on one knee and said, Make me a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Well, we get to see a great way. We get to see this video uploaded to the internet. Wait, wait, um, Justin, aren't you going to tell us an amazing lunch story about New York? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Let's go around and do lunch. Stories. Good lunch stories. Uh, let's see. I was kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't have a great lunch story involving YouTube. Um, but, like um, I did. Yeah, that was <laughs> exactly not a real stem twir- twirler like that one. But uh, why, Pete, you got a lunch story you want to tell? I, I you, found a, you found a human tooth in your Subway sandwich once, right? <laughs> it was mine. That was the crazy yeah. part. I was Don't like, oh, I lost the this last week when I was here. <laughs> and now it's in my yeah. meatball sub. Wow. You oh, took so a you bite lost of the a sandwich. Tooth. All your yeah. teeth came out. <laughs> you lost right a tooth there. and it came back to you? Like a yeah, boomerang? Yeah, the next week, yeah. 
You got a boomerang tooth. That's the plot, actually, of Eddie Murphy's boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and Pete, Pete, you still get royalties on that, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's the thing about, you know, if you love a tooth, you let it go. And if it comes back to you, that was your tooth all along. <laughs> That's good stuff. Got him. Yeah, you got him. Again, that's another point for Pete. He broke Alex. You're losing points, dude. (laughs) If you love a tooth, set it free. I got a lot of relatives upstate that are doing that. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. I'm signing off for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) You watch the TV shows and just kind of check out mentally. Um, So... uh, then we find uh, Josie's later in the episode. Um, Josie's mad at Katie for inviting Xandra to this party uh, for a thing we'll talk about later. But uh, again, I guess you want to say Josie felt very just like yelling at everyone this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, man. I felt like Josie was just trying to stick up for herself because she's in a fucked up relationship with a fucked up family where brothers and sisters are dating. And I think Alex up. has been nice. Do you? I mean, he's he fucks up a lot, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's losing points constantly. Yeah, and he dangles um, wait, what Apollo Al- what and Alex, takes it away. What Alex are we talking about? Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good point. Oh, man. Uh, no, but I, right. I do think, I do believe, I think he is genuinely trying with her, both in the relationship side and trying to get her career off the ground. And I just think, um, and I'm sure it's frustrating to be apologized to for seven episodes in a row. Um but I felt like this episode, Josie was really like, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's kind of, she sort of has a Charlie Brown with a football arc, right? Like, yeah. they just keep being like, this is it. You're going to the Apollo. Just kidding. You're getting an yeah. EP. Just kidding. All of the, and all of this stuff is like tied up with their family bullshit. So it just makes it all the worse because it is out of her control. And the one time she tries to do something in her control, which is make this music video, she uploads it and it immediately gets deleted from the internet. So you have to think about like Raj was probably shooting with her for upwards of five to 10 minutes. That was probably the time he needed to get the footage. And that's a lot of time in her schedule. So there you go. Yeah. And you know, he had like all of his friends PAing. There was a mm-hmm. very intense sex scene that they didn't end up including in the video. Because <laughs> it was Craft artistic. services was, was one artistic. bag of hers, salt and vinegar chips. Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh, hers. Very good ref. Yeah. Um, sick ref, bro. Uh, so to keep following Josie's track, um, the, yeah, the video gets deleted. Um, she's pissed. She thinks it's Sandra. At the end of the episode, we find out that um, it was, in fact, Alex who deleted the video because he's Classic trying to... Alex. And I, d- I did sort of agree with this. Um, he's like, hey, why are you going to make a cheap music video? I think you're better than that. Like, give me a chance to do this. But you yeah. said it in such a creepy way that was like. You just you don't know. like him, Pete. So the, I don't think. I think he's just talking normally. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. Okay. I mean, that's fair. But I don't know, man. You could have said that better. You could have said that in a nicer way that wasn't like, you know, Josie's doing a lot here. And she's just trying to. If you're not going to put herself out there, she's going to do it. And, you know, she doesn't have the money he has, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I'll mention there's a comment over on YouTube. Aris910 says, yeah, somehow this episode made me like Xander quite a bit. Still hate Xander, though. Scumbag. Uh, I agree. Yes. It made me like Xander more this episode because of the heart-to-heart later. Yeah, yep. the heart-to-heart in the bathroom. Was that creepy yes. for you? Because, like, when I... 
It was like she stormed off, and then Katie was like waiting for her in the bathroom. I was like, how did she get there so fast? I mean, there's there's two doors in every bathroom, as the expression goes. Oh, right, right, That'll... right, 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 right. Um, well, I mean, to that point, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I think we could talk about uh, Zandra and what was going on with her. She's growing tremendously as a character over the past couple of episodes, I think. Um, do you agree, Pete? I I do, and what's I almost don't trust it, but I would love if that bathroom mm-hmm. chat was real. I was a little worried she was just going to be like, "Nah, I'm just messing with you," uh, because that was a big reveal that talk they had in the bathroom, and that was a big change of heart on her part to open up to her like that and to actually like compliment her. It's yeah. hard to trust her. I agree, but I mean, I don't know. It felt. For the purpose of this episode, it definitely felt real. Yeah. All right, well, let's... And I do think, I mean, not to compare the two shows, but where Riverdale sometimes feels like it varies episode to episode, at least this far, there's a lot of consistency in terms of the character or the character arcs over Katie Keene. So I do think unless there is some twist or turn where she's playing everybody, um, I do think there's some actual character growth growing on there, which I think is great. Well, first off, uh, how dare you? Make fun of the character arcs in Riverdale. Secondly, I'm not making fun of them. I love well, it. Uh, it seems like you were, that was a little cheap shot. No, Secondly, I wouldn't call them. They're not even arcs. So like the heart monitor beeps. Just that's how fast in. my heart goes. By the way, <laughs> oh, you got to get that, that looked at. Yeah, I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm healthy as you're chugging wine. Um, I think that uh, the real thing is. Do you think the spill on the dress was an accident? Ooh. Well, we're definitely jumping ahead of here. Do we want to jump back And now that we've talked well, about Josie Sark? Let's just finish Josie with... Um, sure. Uh, she, um, she's mad at Alex um, in sort of the... Once we get to the epilogue portion of the show. And um, uh, Alex says, like, hey, my dad wants to get oh, the yeah. pussycats back together. Well, he says, I want to... Didn't you have a girl group? Like, we're going to do a little more or something like that. What did you call them? And she says the Pussycats. I've watched the episode twice now, and every time Ashley Murray's expression there, the way that just her eyes well up and they get glistening when she says the Pussycats, lovely. Love it. And, and uh, do you do think, you think it's, it's... Yeah, is uh, it going to be the Pussycats? Is it the actual from, Pussycats, or is it just um, random? I don't think so. Yeah. I think Aww. this is this is what I think is going to happen because again with that Charlie Brown thing like I would love to see Valerie and Melody back. I think everybody wants to see Valerie and Melody back, but my suspicion is that Alex is going to give her two girls that are going to change her whole vibe and be like want her to yeah. be more of a dance girl group type thing versus more of what like Josie misfits, the more was. of misfits rather than yeah. holograms. Ex- yes, exactly. Yeah, I I think you're right, though. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen. And I think, I don't know, we'll see where it goes from there. But I'm curious to see how people are going to react if that happens. Because what I saw on the timeline, at least, when uh, during while the episode was airing, was like there was a lot of the Pussycats. Mm, I don't, okay. Yeah. So if they don't break back Melody Valentine, uh, I think people are, um, wait, Melody and Val. Val, oh, yeah. Uh, I think people are going to be bummed. Yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I agree. Plus Maybe they could bring back Veronica. Could jump in. Just, too. just gonna say it could be Veronica and Archie, the backup Pussycats. Well, we should mention also just because this was a uh, Josie line, she does say Archie and I keep in touch, but he's all the way in Riverdale. Says that midway through the episode, which lets us know that five-ish years down the road, Archie not dead, not Ooh. dead. Huge See? and surprising. Yeah. My man, going strong. Yeah. Um, but who knows? He's probably like um, a professional pole vaulter, or um, yep. he's a uh, astronaut, a Riverdale he's astronaut. A personal or trainer is probably what he's going to be. Wow! How dare yeah. you? She does say he's all the way in Riverdale, which might mean he's actually in the bedrock of Riverdale, potentially. Oh. Yeah, that's true. You mean dead? Yeah. Uh, well, dead or fighting his way through caves of mold people or something like that. Yeah. Oh, the, the plot's wide open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, jumping back to the top of the episode, you want to get into some pepper now? Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk it pepper. Pepper it up. Um, pepper it up. Um, pepper and uh, Bernadette Peters, Miss Freesia. Um, she, uh, uh, Miss so Freesia, and and the doorman so come come to visit. Um, and we see the doorman is um, giving uh, her a nice little birthday treat. Um, and Miss Frisia is clearly like her con mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, mentor. She's well, trying to go legit, guys. And I think Pepper has grown up in this, in this moment. It feels like she's like, eh, I'm not going to do the old birthday scam that we usually right. do. So what, what was the birthday scam exactly? Because I feel like we don't exactly find out what the birthday oh, scam come on. is. Oh, we all know what the birthday scam is. No, I do you not. Go know what into the Applebee's is. and it's somebody's birthday, and then they sing. You bring out the cake. Can we get free cake out of it? That's a. I don't know if that's this level of conning that they're <laughs> that they're talking about here, Pete. I know that's sort of your the level of conning you're comfortable with. You're always yeah. running the old birthday scam. Aren't hey, you? man, there's nothing better than a birthday yeah. scam. His, By the uh, way, Pete happy actually- birthday, Pete. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, Pete was actually trained by a giant mouse named Miss Cheesa, uh, who taught him everything that he does. <laughs> nice. What? Good. Wow. You like that, Ch- Pete? Chucky Cheesa? Chucky no. Cheesa, uh, yes. There we go. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was uh, getting at. Yes, definitely. That's clear. Uh, Alex, you just lost another point. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> Sorry, oh, and you know man. what happens if you get too far, you lose your slot on the podcast, and we bring up, call up one of the reserves. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I actually, ha- I got an email from two women who are starting a YouTube video, and they want to uh, <laughs> sort of make their mark on podcasts. Oh, that sounds very cool. I'd love to know how they do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish they're trying to get revenge on you for not helping them in their Union Square lunch. Yeah, yeah they did keep looking back at me and going. Just with like a cute little expression on their faces. What's that? I said the, no. Uh, later they started Broad City. Is that who it was? Wow, that's the reference that we needed there earlier. We, Jesus, Pete, you're on Pete fire wins today again. Oh God, Pete, I don't know how you're doing it. Being in quarantine, taking care of all those kids like me and Justin. <laughs> yeah, yet you're still that's fresh as a daisy here at the end Alex, of the day. <laughs> quarantine is making us weaker, but it's giving Pete strength. <laughs> It's like that episode of Seinfeld where George did the opposite of everything he'd done yeah. before, and he becomes uh, powerful. Oh, yeah, exactly. man. Wow. Pizza, yeah, Pete steak in his place and probably eating lots of salads, I guess, or something. Oh, yeah, man, you're eating that... a bunch of salads, right, Pete? That's <laughs> <laughs> what Philadelphia is famous for is there. Yeah, uh, exactly. Philadelphia salad steaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia, come here. It's uh, light lunch. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a light lunch. <laughs> it's a light lunch. The, the city of light lunches. Light lunch love, <laughs> they say. Uh, we're talking Pepper. Um, yeah. So Pepper, uh, she's, it feels like she is trying to move past her past life. The birthday scam was something that her and Miss Frisia um, would try to run someone, get a bunch of money from uh, that person. And Pepper's like, let's not do that. I still like respect you, but that's not my thing right now. I'm trying to go legit and open up this space. And your friend Someone doesn't respect her wishes at all. And the businessman we met before in a previous episode, who now it turns out has been in rehab and jail, I think. Chad. Yeah, uh, well, Chad. he got busted for a lot of cocaine. Yes, he did, which is fair. Uh, he shows up, and he's the wealthy donor. Uh, I didn't realize this. His full name is Chad Gecko, which is pretty yes. funny. Um, that's good. Yeah, that's a that's good a Riverdale style naming naming choice. Yes, there's a lot of Riverdale style names uh, on this yeah. show, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, he's going to help her out, and I I like putting him in this episode. He brings a weird energy to every scene, which I enjoy. Um, he's just it's like literally every... a sobering energy. Like everyone's like yes. wound up about something, and he's like, um, "Yeah, I don't do that anymore," or like, "Hey, um, <laughs> I don't like that guy." Yeah, yeah, I like the fact that he's hard to read and Pepper doesn't really, uh, you know, can't really read him well enough. She can't scam him anymore. She's used to yeah. scamming him when he's like, like Drunk. flying on uh, coke. So he he's a little he's paying attention. So she's like, Ugh. I mean, her, uh, this episode was uh, for Pepper was about her, all of her plans, uh, her schemes come falling apart and crashing together. Yeah. I want and to talk she, about her oh. sec, second cupcake, man. That was a big reveal. Her second cupcake, man. What are you talking about? When we'll get there. she got a, a second cupcake from the oh. doorman. We'll get there in a sec. Um, oh, so, okay. uh, oh, right. We right, find right. The, a lot of the episode centers on this party that Pepper's having. Um, and uh, Chad is there. Um, Alex Cabot walks in and they're former rivals. That sort of starts to turn the screw on Pepper's plans. Uh, Pepper ignores uh, Miss Frisia, which bites her in the ass almost immediately. And then everyone's hanging around and Miss Frisia shows up. And she oh, sort and of also we should mention Zandra shows up and Chad does not like Zandra at all. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, and yeah. all of all of the uh, Pepper's machinations to have uh, both Josie and Zandra star in the quote unquote Broadway show um, of Case of the Spider Woman come together. Everything's getting revealed and she is definitely in the hot seat. She only escapes it by chance that um, all yeah, other fights start. A pretty important the detail dress. that becomes a lot. Yeah, there's a pretty important detail that becomes clearer later on that is mentioned during that sequence when everybody's sitting around and having drinks. And Miss Frisia does come in despite Pepper not wanting her to be there because Miss Frisia's like, I want to miss a scam to you know, save my life. Uh, so she sits down and everybody's like, oh, we didn't know about you. We didn't know about her aunt or anything like that. Uh, and Miss Frisia seems to be telling actually true stories about Pepper, specifically yeah. that oh, as you think a kid. They were true? Well, I think they're true because and this is jumping ahead to the end of the episode, uh, but she tells a story saying, oh, she used to sit down in the lobby of my building <clears throat> doing her work and doing her coloring. It was so sad. So I'd bring her up to my apartment and that's where we became friends and I became her mentor. And that's clearly where he taught her. She taught her scams and everything. But I think the reason is her dad is the doorman. So she was downstairs yeah. Just doing whatever she was doing while her dad was working as the doorman and ultimately ended up spending all of her time with Miss Frisia instead, which brings into suspicion whether Pepper 
is actually English at all, which is something that comes up there where they say to Pepper, wait, I thought you grew up in London. And she's like, oh, well, a little bit here, a little bit in London. And I think we're going to get an accent drop at some point. I think yeah, that's going to happen. I, I agree. I, I think at some point this season, she's going to have to drop all of her pretense. She gets away with it because of the, uh, yes. the Katie's plot, Katie's Andra, the dress stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's definitely on the hook. Everyone is suspicious. Josie already confronted her a couple episodes back, and this is a much larger admission uh, of her actual life. Yeah. But it was nice that, think... that oh, I was going to say the the toast that Jorge does to Pepper um, and her Bohemian family, I thought was nice and was genuine and spoke to sort of the underlying quality of her. So she's doesn't know how to function unless she's scamming someone. Yeah. The thing that I think is nice about her arc, and I don't 100% know that they're going to go in this direction, but even if everything is revealed with her, it doesn't blow up her character. It just brings it to another level where you're going to get this huge emotional arc where everybody finds out that she's been lying to them about everything the entire time. And once they get past that, she now has this skill that could be used in the show where she knows how to set up schemes. She knows how to set up cons. So once they bring her back into the fold as a friend, that allows them to get into so many more adventures and mishaps and things and allows her to interact with the friend group in a very different way versus the way that she is right now, which is on the inside, but almost on the outside because there is that secret that separates her. So I'm excited to follow this. I think this is, this is a good direction for the show to be going in. Yeah. And so, and Pepper, I think faces the most trouble of anyone um, in this episode where um, Chad, who's Pepper wants to invest, signs his check over to Miss Frisia, who has claimed to be her business partner. So she's are in the hole and now beholden to Chad um, because of this money he's given, and then she follows up, uh, sees her the doorman who's revealed to be her dad, um, yeah, and find out that Miss Frisia, S- second Frisia cupcake is delivered, and he was like, "I want to find out your uh, real birthday," and she's like, "Oh, dad," and I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought, it was yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, how does she, he, her dad, not know her birthday if he's her dad? I bet it's the sort of thing where like he hooked up with somebody, she got pregnant. And then 10 months later or so, because he doesn't know the exact birthday, just baby uh, ends up being dropped with him. And then he's. That makes sense, actually, because then that's why he brings her birthday cupcakes on a series of days. So, sort of like, yeah. oh, any of these could be your birthday. So, let's just keep doing the cupcakes. Yeah. So, uh, that's anyway, fun. Again, just a guess, but that seems to be the direction they're going in. Uh, and I like it. They're setting up so many different plot lines for everybody. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about, uh, do we want to talk about Jorge some more or did we? Yeah, no, I think we should uh, just uh, touch on it, run it through a little bit here. Uh, we do see, so Jorge, um, uh, he toasts, he has this party that, that Pepper throws. He does a nice toast. Before that, he's talking to um, the Molly's crisis boss, who's just like very mean. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you run this like freewheeling uh bar and you're mean to Jorge? Yeah. I was like, this is unnecessary. Yeah. Also, where did Uh, Francois go? Francois wasn't in this episode at all. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, because with Katie's mentorship, like Francois was going to, it's working with her in the window. Like, uh, I think there's a lot of 
muddiness with that storyline of like what her actual job is, but whatever. Uh, um, She's the Archie I, of the show. Yeah, and I yeah, feel she can like, have as many jobs as she wants. Uh, Jorge, though, uh, to kind of get back on track, um, is going through a lot with her, uh, the family stuff versus like uh, what Jorge wants to actually be able to do. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah. Uh, well, and we get this nice the meetup with the um, Buzz, the lawyer, um, who wants to step up and help Jorge, which I thought was a cool thing to see sort of in the middle of the episode. And I think genuinely does make Jorge feel better without creating a bunch of drama with, with yeah. Bernie, which I thought was a smart choice for the show. Um, yeah, me too. And the fact that, like, Buzz has some growth because of Jorge, but it doesn't that doesn't mean drama for his relationship. Like... Jorge just helped Buzz, uh, you know, be who he truly is. And, you know, and, and so Buzz is like, hey, let me help you out, you know? Yeah. Um, well, then to follow the dad's story, dad, the dad, Jorge's dad begs him not to go out as Ginger. Um, it's sort of an, a bad situation. You can tell Jorge doesn't want his dad to be feeling the way he does, but he's also, he's like, this is who I am. And that's sort of yep. the journey he we get. We see Jorge a couple times go out um, just dressed as uh, as Jorge, and then at the end of the episode, he uh, shows up. Um, he bumps into his dad um, as Ginger, as and Ginger. yeah, and we get uh, and he has sort of a "this is me" moment. Um, and we, I guess, we'll see how that. It feels like that will continue to play out over the course of yeah. the show. I I felt very split about that moment, honestly, as as a dad. Uh, you know, oh, and I kept boy, going here back. Here we and, go. No, but seriously, like, I thought it was a very interestingly scripted moment because, of course, you feel for Jorge. He is your perspective character in that moment. And you're watching it and you're going, yes, you be you. You embrace what your truth is about yourself. You push forward. This is your art. Um, And as we see in the next thing, Ginger is there. She is standing in front of everybody. She's glorious. Everybody loves it. And it's great. But also the way that they scripted the dad thing, again, I think was not this typical like, no, you know, he touched on the you're bringing disgrace to your family type thing, but it wasn't exactly yeah. that. It was that he was scared for him. Yeah. And he was scared of what this will do to the family, of the hurt that it will bring, that I'm sure he's thinking people could come by and set fire to my bodega and your building. They could attack you. They could kill you. They could attack your brothers. And that's what he's scared about. And to me, that felt like a very true, very honest emotion as well, because as much as he clearly loves his son and wants to support his son, that feels like you are putting yourself in danger. And it almost to me, what what were you going to say, Pete? He had a, he had a really touching line where he was like, I can't lose you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would crush me too much. I care too much about you to lose you. Uh, but he's just wrong about like, oh, this is a choice. You know, I mean, Jorge's fighting yes. for people's rights to be who they are and stuff. So it's 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 like you say, it's a, it's kind of like it's a little bit harder because it's your son who is kind of uh, mm-hmm. you know standing up and being. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that I think it, this is who Jorge is. Jorge is also ginger. Jorge is a drag queen. Jorge is all of these things, and he's not going to give them up. But at the same time, I appreciate how they are scripting the dad's reaction to feel like a true, honest reaction versus the typical TV reaction of, 
You're dead to me. Get out of this house. I don't yeah, like. He, he's not a queens. villain. He's a he's yeah. a person. It's not like exactly. Dirty Dancing style where it's just like, oh well, I, this whoa, guy's a monster. Whoa, come, whoa, what are you doing coming for Dirty Dancing? The perfect not coming movie. for Dirty Dancing. Well, oh, okay, wait, wait, the perfect movie. <laughs> the perfect. There are very few wow. perfect movies. Dirty Dancing is one of them. They do wow. the jump. Nobody Pete. puts baby in the corner. Alex's perfect movie is Dirty Dancing. P, obviously, Tommy Boy, your perfect movie. Um, yeah, look how happy that makes you just to hear the name. Yeah, what's your what's perfect your movie, perfect Justin? Movie? Joe oh, versus Volcano. Joe vs. Volcano, yeah. Versus the volcano. He perfect said that movie. since day one, yeah. He has a big, giant, uh, creepy poster in his basement. Uh, I do, uh, of that movie and many others. Um we end the episode with um, uh, for the Jorge Ginger storyline with uh, a rally at the site of the attack, um, and Ginger speaks. Um, Buzz uh, is there, and he says he came out at work, which was something when last time we saw Buzz was like, oh, that would never happen. So I thought that was a nice setup and payoff uh, for this season so far and this episode um, with Buzz. Yeah. And yeah. I, Let's, uh, you want to move oh, over yeah. and talk about Katie? Yeah, let's let's get into Katie, the titular character of the show. Yeah, oh, I did I like. Didn't just realized that Katie. I, King. I, I did like huh. how uh, in the beginning, when uh, you know Jorge's dad was getting a little too out of line, Katie kind of like stood up for Jorge and was like, "Hey, you know, it's been a long day. People, our emotions are high. Let's, you know, we're all here for Jorge." I was a because that could have escalated and got real ugly. She stepped in at a perfect moment there. I agree. I like that a lot, especially because it made her feel like part of that family. Like it was a very yeah. sisterly thing to do, to be able to interrupt <laughs> the father. Yeah. Be like, hey, let's an cool outsider it a little bit. doing that. Be like, oh, who are you? Shut up. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're yeah. just a fr- But it, like it definitely cemented the familial relationship there in a nice, uh, smart way. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, KO, um, Katie and KO have lunch. Um, and there she's like, what are you eating? A salad? You've changed. Yeah. I'm, we're having, used to have hot salad? dogs. She was, yeah. I should mention, I was pretty proud of her for eating a hot dog correctly this time, uh, way back. And I believe it was the second episode. They were eating upside down hot dogs that, uh, very confusing. Yeah. So I, it shows the character growth that Katie's gone through. She used to eat upside down hot dogs. Now she's eating them right side up. It, it looked yeah. like it was just mustard too on it, which, you know. Not the ideal uh, way to do it, but, you know. I mean, that's pretty good. I would yeah. put a little sauerkraut on it, but whatever. No, ketchup, that's also right. wrong. And Pete wants to say ketchup, obviously, because he's a psychopath. When the real topping <laughs> is relish, <laughs> mustard and relish. Oh. Well, no, thanks. No, no, thanks. Uh, it's so Cram gross. of pickles. Uh, oh. Relish is the best. You guys ever have tartar sauce? Yeah, relish sure. Relish and mayonnaise. Yeah, it's not it's a relish fish and dog. mayonnaise. Okay. <laughs> uh, no one's Aaron saying over that. here in the comments is saying mustard uh, and kraut only. Anything else is garbage. One point to Alex. There we go. Nope. Wow. There we go. Nope. Alex, you can't give yourself points. You, you lose. You lose two points for giving yourself points on hot dogs. There's yeah. not just I can give one myself thing as many points as I want. There's a lot of different. They don't have to count. Wow, Mister. They don't have to count. Mister. Freedom over here. You can put anything you want in your hot dog in my country. In my world. <laughs> Yeah. It comes from a man Pete who likes something from, called a garbage plate. Oh yeah, that's what Pete learned from Miss Cheesia. From Miss Cheesia. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! That. Wow. I wow. think Pete's time in Philadelphia is making him really value liberty, especially when it comes to his <laughs> tubed his tubed meats oh, and man. liberty for his meats. 
Um, so uh, this scene uh, is intense. Like Ko's, like I'm with Xandra. He's very open about it, and he says, "And it's serious." Yeah, um, and that instantly sends Katie into a tailspin. Friendship is difficult, especially in this situation. Um, yeah, and and then, then she, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and then as often happens with every episode with Katie Keene, she has a personal crisis and then she's like, well, I'll just go get my great apprenticeship. And there's like 500 people there competing yep. for the same spot. She talks to guy. He's like, I know all about your personal life and you need to get your shit together. And very intense for a potential future boss to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> aggressively. Yeah, it is, it is a weird move though. It's, I feel like his character has done so many different things at this point, which are all fine. I think the actor is great. Luke. Yeah, he's Satan. Exactly. Like this was, it was very funny that he has been like, I'm very into Katie Keene and I'll do absolutely anything she says up until this episode where he's like, should have read the fried print on that contract you signed. It was yeah, all very and by the way, here. by the way, I have a very difficult test for you to do uh, for this <laughs> right, episode. Exactly. Which he's like, hey, I want Katie. I want you to get a dress that I gave to Zandra back, in, because I know that your ex is dating her now, and this is going to be a nightmare for you. I was like, this is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is this? Are Seems you doing like this for all five hundred people? Like and yeah, yeah he, he has have... a weird. Well, this episode proved that he is perhaps the devil, because how else right. would he know to give them the, this crazy task? He's exactly. doing that for all the girls who are trying out. He's like, real quick, uh, who who is your ex dating now? Get a dress from her. Go yeah. get a dress. <laughs> yeah, he's go around town, all those women because he's got all these dresses that he needs back. That's why. Yep, exactly. Um, what a long classic con. guy, Lamentadia. And then Katie Keene <laughs> happens to walk in exactly when Ko is in his undies. You know, posing. Yep, he's, it up. Xandra has set him up to be a model because he is. Mm-hmm. Very good looking. Um, uh, he seems to be giving up on his boxing, which is fine because we've never seen him do that before. Uh, we see a lot of him in his underwear, though, because that's his new skill. Um, mm-hmm. Ko's uh, that she's very flustered, um, and yeah. when she sees them together, she panics and invites them to this party where no one likes him, and it's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> as we've seen uh, the some of it play out, and then she happens to show up in the dress with Ko. It's a yeah. double, it's a double yeah. whammy. And uh, a couple of things that I want to mention here that I thought were fun. Uh, one thing, there's a point in the middle of the party when K.O. is going over to the dessert plate and he picks up a tidy cheesecake. This is what I thought you were talking about when you said the cupcake and I was confused. But he picks up this tidy cheesecake on a plate and apparently Zayd Holtz, who plays K.O. Kelly, looked like a macaroon. F- it was a little cheesecake. Uh, he okay. couldn't figure out on set how to get the cheesecake off, and that's why he very weirdly lifts it up on the plate and looks at it like that. That's it. Just a weird, fun filming fact. That's fun. Uh, Acting that's choice. That's fun. Uh, and, uh, oh, what was the other thing? So Raj and K.O. are roommates, and this is where we get official confirmation that K.O. and Xandra are definitely together, or at least seemingly together, uh, because he talks about how loud they are through the walls. So let me just throw it out to you. Do you think they are actually together, or are they pulling a scam where they're trying to make everybody think they're dating to make Alex and Katie jealous? No. (laughs) You think they're making (laughs) sex noises through the walls as a fake? Yes, maybe. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Alex. It's a very wrong thing to do. If they they 
set if that becomes a scene where we see them in a room together faking sex noises, I will replenish your nearby sock drawer with a brand new set of socks. Wow. <laughs> wow. Take the That'd bat. be great. It's getting Take real empty. Bat. Take the You're bat. Odd. You're on. Nice. I'm taking the bet. Yeah. Wait, what am I doing on my side? Do I have to give yeah, you all my happens? socks if I lose? Yep, I want all your socks. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be a little barefoot prince all summer long. Oh, that's uh, so gross. Delightful. You don't have to it's leave okay. your apartment. You can give away your socks. Uh, I I do think that like uh, the the fact that Katie doesn't freak out when. Uh, Xander tells her that, like, uh, yeah, we're dating, and she doesn't get the reaction. That to me was kind of like I didn't feel like their relationship was real. I think she was just in it to torture Katie, uh, you know, to get back at her brother who she wants to date. Oh, I can't believe I said that sentence out loud. Um, but uh, they're yeah, not I'll, actually. I'll believe brothers. it when I see it. I, we see them have sex. No, <laughs> no, the fact that she is. Really cares about KO and uh, you know is. In uh, a I thought you meant like I need proof that I need birth certificates and a blood test to prove that they're not Gross. brother and sister. Wait, yeah. who's and the if psychopath? Not, I need you to see psychopath. them have sex or it's not real. Yeah, that's On what you screen. said, Alex. Yes, yeah. I said that. You think they're faking? They're faking sex noises through the walls. Yeah, I yep. need to see it. I need to see it, or uh, they're gonna steal all my socks. I think that's what we talked about, right? Yep, that's a bet we made, um, and I guess we'll see if the Katie Keene writer's room backs you up. <laughs> anything can happen. Uh, anything can happen. So um, Katie uh, is bringing it to KO. All this is wound her up, and she doesn't get uh, really, she doesn't get mad at Xandra directly. She, in a scene later, she does, but she's taking all this energy and just trying to sort of give it to KO. Um, and then it comes to a head, though, where they have a Xander and Katie have this weird confrontation in front of KO, uh, where Katie admits uh, her feelings and her situation, and she uh, which says leads he's directly. Hot. She says he's hot. Yeah, and no one in the bar denies that. Yeah, yeah, but I like <laughs> I like the honesty here. And uh, Pete and I were talking about this a uh, little bit earlier in the podcast. But I know I was the, there. I d- uh, oh sure, Zandra. Uh, <laughs> I'm on this podcast the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Zandra. Uh, Zandra right <laughs> uh, seems very honest. Uh, she is growing as a character, and I like that. I, I appreciate uh, seeing everybody come clean to each other, and that ultimately that leads to Ko getting the dress dry cleaned and bringing it back to her. I think. That's great. All of these moves are great, and they point to good things going forward, uh, as does the very fun, uh, what would you call it? Not a billboard, just the ad on the bus. Oh, on the bus. Well, one, one last thing. So so we, we find out that Katie gets the apprenticeship from Guy, and Guy's super weird about it. He's like, yes, and I want to keep this professional. professional. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not going to be professional. It's not going to be. Uh, Justin, I just want to ask you while you're back on the podcast, um, did you think it was weird uh, when uh, Sandra ran off into the bathroom and then Katie King was already there waiting for her to talk? Did you think that was weird? Pete, you brought this up earlier. Yeah, you brought this up up earlier earlier and I said, I didn't weigh in. I didn't weigh in because I thought it was stupid. Oh, (laughs) well, you know, uh, your opinion matters to me. Here's the thing, uh, people go to the bathroom at different times. 
Like, not everyone goes to the bathroom at the same time. Yeah, but when yeah. you're storming off to go to the bathroom and somebody's already there that you were left the room that you were in, that's a little creepy weird. Great when, way to win an argument, though, is to have someone storm off to you and then you're in the bathroom when they walk in. <laughs> that's like, hey, hey, hey yep. didn't see me coming, did you? She probably, what she probably did was uh, she ran around the building to the window in the bathroom, hopped through the window in the bathroom, and she was already there. Oh, okay. All right. Another perfect scam. Um, And then, uh, to your point, Alex, um, Katie's at the end. We're getting a little uh, sort of Sex in the City style narration. And there's K.O. on the side of a bus. Classic. In his cabateur. In his cabateur. And you he's got, he's looking good, and Katie's feeling it. Yeah, she yep. is feeling it. Uh, but you guys think the wine glass was a complete accident? Nothing foul about that? Uh, no, I'm sure Zandra did something there. Like, I think she's still... She's scheming about stuff, but I do think there is an honesty breaking through with her at the same time. Okay. It may have been that she wanted to bail out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it is it felt like she she poured it on herself and then she was genuinely trying to clean it. It felt like so. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what would have been funny is if she spilled the wine and then Kaya was like, "I know how to get this out," and started spitting on her dress a little bit, and they'd be like, "No, it's blood, Kaya. What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's blood. <laughs> it's the one fact that we've really taken away from this television. Yeah, there you show. go. Yes, blood cleans blood. Blood, blood cle- no blood spit off. clean your own spit cleans your own blood. No, blood cleans blood. Blood cleans blood. <laughs> uh, clean Takes his blood, blood throw out with some blood. blood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great times. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for Kitty Keencast. We always do a New York story before we go, uh, but we have yes. covered lunch. So yeah. I feel like that's like the main New York thing that everybody mm-hmm. thinks about yeah. is lunch. I, well, uh, we could do ahead. disaster parties. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, disastrous New York parties. Any like where disaster- something bad happened? Yeah, something bad happened. Mm, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I'm just I want to I mean, say I, though. Uh, oh, I, Salvin, yes, I'm surprised. I've I've always been scared to kind of like eat outside in New York City because you know like just takes one homeless person walking by and dip your balls, their balls in your sandwich. And it's just kind of ruined. So what? I just want to say it's <laughs> brave of you to eat outside in New York is all I'm saying. What are you are you leaving? About? You leaving your sandwich unattended? No, but you know, I've seen people eating outside and then, you know, like a homeless dude walks by and is like being uh, a lot and kind of in and their dips his balls in the sandwich. Well, yeah, it, the key the key to a good ball dipping is you distract them up here, yell at them mm-hmm. when they're not looking, and then you get your balls out, dip them in. No, the no, soup, no. What you got to do away. first of all, to be clear, I was eating at a restaurant, not in a park. Uh, second of all, when you go to the restaurant, you say, "I'd like to eat outside, but not one of your waist high tables, please, <laughs> sir." Yeah. Okay, all and right. then you're fine. Mm-hmm. It's really not a problem after that. Okay. I mean, eating outside is such a treat in New York, and I just want to say, Pete, that is not a normal experience that you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I've it seen, is... like, you know, you try to get a high table, and then there's homeless guy on stilts. Like, they'll go above and beyond to get that ball dip. That's why um, you eat all of your meals on the subway, right? <laughs> yeah. The safest place. Well, really I think the problem, Pete, I do think the problem is that all of your teeth are in the sandwich already, so they think it's a mouth, and that's why they want to dip their balls in the sandwich. 
It's yeah. not gross. That's a good point. Wait, why? Yeah. <laughs> why don't they want to do that? Yes, that was the part that was gross and took it too far. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's another real New York moment from the folks here at Kinky King Cat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, if you want to support this podcast for some reason, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we're currently doing a live show to the internet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Crowdcast and YouTube. Come on and hang out and ask questions and stuff. Uh, is socially, you can check us out at Riverdale After on Twitter, Riverdale Dark on Instagram, Riverdale After. After Dark on Facebook, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes in particular. Please leave us a comment. Those help us out quite a bit, and we appreciate it. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. And, you know, if you've got a dream, all you got to do is flip down those pants and dip them in a sandwich. (laughs) Bye-bye, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.